Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Sports Talk with Emil. In today's episode, Ian and I are going to quickly summarize the 2020 NFL regular season. We are going to go over the wildcard round, what we liked about each team and what they can improve on. We are also going to talk about the upcoming divisional round, what we can expect from each team and who we think will go through. We will also discuss the AFC and NFC championship games based on the prediction we made for the divisional round. And finally, we are going to talk about the Super Bowl and predict a winner there. Here is what Ian and I talked about. All right, hey, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Uh, let's just jump right into it, I guess. Um, we're going to start with just quickly summarizing the regular season um how would you describe the 2020 nfl regular season in one word wild honestly it it was really just all over the place i I think wild is the only way to describe it with all the interesting storylines going on yeah i i would probably describe it as being very messy obviously there was uh covid19 um a bunch of uh, different outbreaks here and there in different teams. Uh, I think we both remember when the Broncos had to play without a proper QB. <laughs> the uh, because, receiver. <laughs> exactly. Because of, I believe it was contact, uh, contract uh, tracing. Yeah. A similar thing almost happened at the Ravens as well. They yeah, exactly. almost didn't have Lamar or RG3. And also, obviously, a lot of injuries. I think the, the main reason for that was probably because of the, there was no... Um, Preseason. Oh, preseason, obviously. Mm-hmm. The 49ers and the Eagles especially took some big hits from that. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel like <laughs> being a Niners fan, it, it wasn't easy. Uh, it was pretty easy for me because Cowboys fan and the Eagles getting hurt just made our lives easier. I mean, you still lost, lost Dak, which was... Okay, you know, let's move goal. on. I think we were moving <laughs> on earlier. Yeah. All right, yeah. Let's move on to their wild card round. Um, let's start with talking about the Buffalo Bills versus the Indianapolis Colts game where Bills won 27 to 24. That was a solid game. I've really this enjoyed was, watching that one. That's a great way to start the weekend. This was probably the most exciting game for me to watch as well. It was yeah. the closest one. It was two teams with a good offense and a solid defense. Um, and obviously, because of those two reasons, I don't think it was a big surprise why that game was so close. I think it was a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be because the Bills' offense has been firing on all cylinders recently. And yeah, the Colts' defense is pretty solid. But in the past couple of weeks, ever since the Pittsburgh game, uh, the entire team has kind of been tapering off. Uh, Phillip Rivers is showing his age, and T.Y. Hilton hasn't been the star receiver they needed him to be. Uh, they do have Michael Pittman, who's kind of been doing really well this season, but outside of, like, a couple of key players on, like, their offensive and defensive line, just the team's been wildly inconsistent this year. So I didn't know what to expect going into the game. I also think the the Bills have been a solid team this year. I mean, I think they were just... They needed a good QB in order to get into the playoffs, which Josh Allen has... He kind of has made... T- taken that, I guess, leap this year. Yeah, he's a cannon with legs. Uh, His arm is beyond insane. Yeah, no. So I think he's a big reason why the Bills um, 
Bills did so well during the regular season. Obviously, they beat the Colts as well. Mm-hmm. It also helps that they started to like really find their groove within the last five games of the season and heading into playoffs. They had, I think, a six-game winning streak, which was the longest in the NFL at that time, and really just they were carrying momentum like no other. Exactly. Seahawks versus Rams. Rams won that game 30-20. to Okay. There's a lot to unpack in that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll, your, your opinion is first, and then I'll go. Um, I don't know what what I expected from that game because I know that Seahawks, they have been inconsistent on defense here and there, but also they have one of the best offenses in the league when everything is going well. That's the um, word. When everything's going well, exactly. Uh, but also the Rams have been wildly inconsistent this, this season. I mean, they, they can, I've said this multiple times, but the Rams can, they can, there are teams that can beat every team in the league, but they can also lose to every team in the league. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, they they lost to the Niners twice, which obviously the Niners struggled with injury. They lost to the Jets, I believe, which... Rams? Yeah, uh, they were the first loss. Yeah. And then yeah. the Jets beat the Browns the following week. Yeah, the, the Jets kind of ruined their tank with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyways, we're talking about the playoff teams here. Um, what did you think about that game? Okay, a couple key things. Coming into the game, we obviously knew the Rams' defense. I think we can pretty much say it was a top-two defense in the league, maybe only rivaled by the Dolphins. Um, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, the usual players had been playing at peak performance all season. Nothing was getting by them. And the offense still had a lot of question marks, especially because Jared Goff had the thumb surgery going into the game. Uh, you still got Cooper Cook. Cooper Cup, Woods, and even like Van Jefferson on the offense, who it's a solid receiving core, but without like a decent quarterback, there's not much to do there. I think his name is Wolford was the backup. He played in the XFL and he got his first start. He didn't do bad. Once he got hurt though, and Jared Goff had to come back in, it it was wild. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Because the Seahawks, they started out the first nine games of the season, best offense in the league, you know, Rhett let, let Russ cook, all that jazz. Russell was on mm-hmm. fire. DK Metcalf was unstoppable. You even had some, like, old people like uh, Olsen. I think he's their tight end right now. He was, like, having a pretty dang good season. And all of a sudden, like, it all just kind of fell apart. I, I think Pete Carroll, the Seahawks head coach, kind of realized – it was unsustainable with what they were working with. So he tried to shift focus more towards the defense. And uh, according to the stats, I don't have it in front of me right now, but the Seahawks had a top three defense in the league for the past five games. Their defense was insanely good, but the offense struggled at that point. And once Russ stopped cooking, the season was lost, especially when you're going up against the defense as like, good as the Rams. Do you have more to say? I can. <laughs> you want me to? I can keep we going. have time. All yeah. right. We'll Listen. Keep going. We have time. Uh, I was really excited to see Wolford play because I watched a lot of the XFL and AAF games when they were airing. And it's really like fun for me to see those kinds of quarterbacks come into the league and do well. We saw t- uh, Heineke, the 
Washington football team. Uh, he came in and he did insanely well for his first NFL start in a while. And he's probably going to get picked up by a good team next year. But seeing that storyline develop was really, really interesting to me. And I'm sad to see how it ended, but also just it, it shows good promise for those guys going into the future. And another thing I want to talk about on the Rams is Cam Akers. I don't know where the heck they found him or where the heck he came from, but he just kind of popped up around week like 14 and never looked back. He became a premier back. Man was dang near unstoppable. Even with like Jamal Adams and all of those solid key players on the Seahawks secondary and uh, D-line, they had no answer for him. I want to move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, versus uh, the Washington <laughs> football team. Okay. Where the Bucks won 31-23. Um, I'm going to have a little this... bit of bias on this one. <laughs> uh, this game was definitely interesting. I don't know what I expected. I, I think I kind of expected the Bucks to kind of control the game a bit more. But obviously, you mentioned Tyler... Um, Taylor Heineke, he uh, he kept the football team in the in the game for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I uh, I think the only proper word to describe what everyone expected this game to be was, if I might, a shit show. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. It was it was definitely going to to be a, a little bit of a meme game. Oh, definitely. Everyone knew that going yeah. into it, but. I actually think it turned out being a better game than anyone expected. Heineke was playing pretty so well. Too. Even without, they, or actually, no, they did. Uh, in the injury report going into the game, the football team had Antonio Gibson and Mc, uh, Lauren, their number one wide receiver and running back, as questionable. And no one knew if they were going to play or not. Uh, obviously, they did, and it helped. I don't think McLaurin had a very big game, but... Antonio Gibson definitely put some production in towards that offense. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I expected the the Bucks to to kind of control the game, but it was close for a long for a very long time. It was more at the, towards the end there that Bucks managed to to get a little bit of a bigger lead in the game. And I gotta say, it all comes down to the Brady factor. As much as I hate to say, exactly, it, man is magical. Exactly. I don't hate him with every bone in my body. I, I think that's understood, but just he knew what he was getting himself into. He he he's been in that scenario more times than he can count. He had the weapons. Uh I believe they were missing they were missing one of their wideouts. I can't remember who, which one it was, but it didn't matter because Antonio Brown he had a game. He had a he had a yeah. dang good game too right when they needed it. And when the defense needed to step up, they stepped up against admittedly what should have been a much flatter offense. Yeah, no, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. But I'm not surprised by the result. All right, uh, let's move on here. Baltimore Ravens versus Tennessee Titans. I don't want to talk Um, about this one. (laughs) I'm sorry, we're going to have to. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Ravens won this game 20 to 13. I know. And I don't know, I expected this game to be more of a high-scoring game because obviously the Ravens and Titans have solid offenses mm-hmm. and and their defense has not been the best at all times. 
I mean, however, though, it, it turned out to be quite a low-scoring game. Yeah. So why do you think that was? I, I think it really became a defensive game pretty quickly off the bat, which we kind of expected from the Ravens, but not so much from the Titans because we had a lot of questions about their defense coming into this week. They had some injuries or some people just getting off of IR. Um, and also, we've seen their secondary get exposed week in, week out by less than potent offenses. And it also doesn't help that they can't stop the run. I, not that they like struggle with stopping run, but they literally can't stop the run. Uh, and coming into this week, we kind of expected a big rushing game. And I think that's what everyone was expecting coming into this with Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson versus... Uh, obviously King Henry and even their backup. I, his name escapes me right now, but he, he had some good carries throughout the season. I, I think it really surprised the whole world to see, first of all, the Titans secondary actually like break up some passes and not give up the deep ball, I think, other than one or two plays. And also that the Ravens stopped Derrick Henry. Yeah, the Henry definitely didn't have the best game, and I think that was a big reason why the, the Titans couldn't get more offense going. I think this was Henry's first game under 50 rushing yards in an in, in absurd amount of like seasons, in like three or four seasons. It, it's crazy how much they stopped Henry. And I think a lot of it actually came from the Packers because we saw in week 17 in the Packers versus Titans game, the Packers figured out some kind of strategy, some kind of plan to shut down Derrick Henry. And I think that kind of blueprint carried over for the Ravens. They studied what the Packers did and they applied the same thing. And it just made Derrick Henry ineffective. And not to mention uh, on the receiving core, Corey Davis didn't play more than three snap three snaps the entire game. He got injured in the first quarter, and AJ Brown was just covered up a majority of the game as well by the solid secondary by the Ravens. There was nothing Tannehill could do to pass the ball deep. He got some nice little chip in up close, but outside of tight ends, he had no real receiving threats. Yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, what what you're saying there is a good point. The, um... If, if if a team has one player that carries an offense, if you can stop that player, it's usually hard for them to to score a lot of points. Definitely. We, we've seen it time in and time out. Like, you can't come into the playoffs and be one-dimensional, which I, exactly. I don't think the Titans were necessarily one-dimensional on offense, but on defense they were. On offense, Tannehill was having himself a quietly pretty good year. Um, but obviously, the momentum of the game re- revolves around the run. And when you shut down the run, there is no momentum for the Titans. Uh, let's move on to the Chicago Bears versus New Orleans Saints, where the Saints won 21-9. to I think, first of all, it should be 21-3 to because the only touchdown the Bears got was in garbage time. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, um, but yeah, what do you think about this game? 
I think that really the only thing to talk about because everyone expected this to happen. No one thought the Bears would get further than that. Everyone's surprised the Bears even got into the playoffs. Yeah, no, they did get kind of lucky there. <laughs> there was a bunch of bu- bu- bunch of factors that went went their way. Yeah, there. it should have been the Cardinals, but you know that's just me. Actually, no, scratch that. It should have been the Cowboys. <laughs> um, uh, you go. Yeah, I mean. They had nothing. The Saints defense is stout as ever. Drew Brees looked kind of old, but it didn't really matter because Alvin Kamara was playing. Michael Thomas had a fine game. The Saints did what they were supposed to do, especially the defense. Defense yeah. stepped up against probably like it, the best way I can describe the Bears offense is like someone left a soda out for a week and it's that flat. I think that the Bears need a new quarterback in order to be taken more seriously. And I hear there's a couple guys that they're looking at. Uh, yeah, I hear that. I've heard too. Heineke. I've heard Sean Watson. I've heard Tua. There's exactly. But one <laughs> thing is clear, and that is that Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, I believe his name is, are not the they're not the QBs the the Bears need in order to go deep into the playoffs. <laughs> Trubisky, I definitely agree. Big Dick Nick is another ordeal. <laughs> he's he's proven himself in the playoffs, but he's not a starter. He never will be a starter. Yeah. He exists is yeah. the he's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He exists as a mentor, and when you need some clutch throws, he can step in and make them. But he's never going to be starter yeah. caliber. The Steelers man. <laughs> you remember the score at the end of the first quarter, Emil? I'm curious. Uh, I don't remember. I, I remember it being 21 to nothing for the Browns at one it point. It was though. 28 to zero with two minutes left in the yeah, first okay, quarter. They, scored, they scored another touchdown after that. Yeah. I mean, even on the first play, the I believe his name is Pouncey. Yes. He, he fucked up the snap. He did. And Shot it right over Ben's the, head. The, the, <laughs> and the Browns got an early, early touchdown. Yeah. And then Big Ben proceeded to throw three more interceptions. It's exactly, beautiful. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe this team went, what was it, 11-0? Yeah, they went 11-0 and then 1-5 in their last games. Yeah, dude. No, 1-4. But, oh my God, it was so funny. Nick Chubb. God bless <laughs> Nick Chubb. Baker didn't look ineffective because that's the... Actually, no, they didn't even have Stefanski. Can we talk about the fact that the Browns didn't have an offensive line coach, a backup offensive line coach, or a head coach during that game? The special teams coordinator played interim head coach for that and managed to outcoach and outplay Mike Tomlin, who last year was in talks for being coach of the year for what he did with the Steelers. Yeah, no, the... I, I know what to say, it's, honestly. <laughs> it was beautiful. Also, uh, another thing, that the Steelers were talking a lot of shit before the game. Corvette, well, Corvette, baby. Weren't they? <laughs> and then you have Juju's freaking uh, TikTok dances as well. I'm not saying he got what he deserved, but he uh, got what he deserved. <laughs> Dude, it looked like he it was more... He he would rather be a TikTok influencer ra- rather than a football player. It yeah, he, like he literally put out a tweet the other day talking about expanding his brand. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Tomlin and Big Ben would have to have a talk with him about that. 
it's also going to be interesting to see what Big Ben does. Um, do you th- do you do you have any like thoughts about where where his future? I is? I think it is so with the Steelers. I think that should be pretty clear at this point. Um, I don't know if he'll be starting next year, but once again, like I talked about earlier, he might move into more of a mentor type of role. I think the Steelers may draft a quarterback, probably not first round, but maybe second or third, and give Ben an opportunity to like rear him up and turn him into something the Steelers can actually use. Cause Mason Rudolph is their backup and he's fine, but he's not starting quality. I, I don't think he's their future. I don't think Ben is either at this point. Uh, shall we move on to the divisional round? After one little quick comment. Okay. The three longest win droughts in the playoffs have been snapped. The Bills, the Buccaneers, and the Browns held the three longest droughts for a win in the playoffs, and all three of them got snapped last weekend. Uh, divisional rounds? Yeah, before. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's start talking about the Green Bay Packers versus LA Rams game. Whew. What are you thinking about this one? What am I thinking? It's going to be a run. It's going to be a really, really like run heavy and defense heavy battle. I don't think Aaron Rodgers or Jared Goff or whatever are going to play a very big part in this game. Even though we've seen Aaron Rodgers cooking all year, we got the premier, I mean premier wide receiver cornerback matchup of the season in Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. You have the shutdown corner versus the best receiver in the league. It is going to be yeah. magical to watch those two. Yeah, no, this is a game I'm very excited for. Um, I personally think the Packers will win this game just because they have – I just feel like they have an all-around better team, a better offense, a better defense. Um, and they, uh, no, I feel like they are, oh, Rams have the better defense so? by a mile. Packers have okay. – I think it's like flip-flopped. Packers offense, almost an unstoppable force. Rams defense, though, is an immovable object. Okay, I guess I guess that's true. I haven't really followed that much Rams this year, but when I have, I have seen when I have watched the Rams, I have seen them lose to worse teams or arguably worse teams. So that is why I kind of feel like they are definitely they can definitely be very inconsistent, um, and that's that's also a reason why I think the the Packers will. will I believe the on. Packers will. Wait, yeah, I, I think the Packers will move on as well. It's just they've got obviously the better offense and they've also got a decent defense. They have one of the best young receivers or uh, cornerbacks in the league in Jair Alexander. Uh, and with the question marks going on with the Rams quarterback situation right now and they're already like inconsistent offense, I think it'll be hard for them to get anything going versus the Packers' decent quality defense, even if, like, the Rams' defense is stout and, like, actually keeps the Packers in check, it's not going to matter in the long run. Let's move on to the uh, next game. Uh, Buffalo Bills versus Baltimore Ravens. I think this is going to be the best game this weekend. I think so, too. This is a game I'm very much looking forward to. Um, there, are, These are two teams who play mm-hmm. very good football. Um and also two good offenses, yeah. I feel like. I definitely agree. 
Uh, I think I do believe the Ravens have the better defense, and obviously the Ravens have the much better running game. But I also believe that the Bills have a better coach, and also just a better system that I think will get them farther into the playoffs. Uh, Josh Allen's been playing it. I'd say an MVP level. If it hadn't been for Aaron Rodgers, he'd probably be in the talks. I think that Stefan Diggs is having one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a wide receiver. And not to mention just like their defense. It's not the best thing in the world, but Tredavious White and a couple other big names back there, you have some cornerstones to work off of. And I think it's all going to come down to keeping the run in check for really both sides. The Ravens is a bit more obvious. Yeah. So who do you think are going to go through? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. If Lamar Jackson gets kept inside, if he can't hit the outsides and bills, but if Lamar does his Lamar magic, he's going to probably steal away a win. Yeah. I think this is very 50 yeah. 50. Um, I, ha- I wrote down, I think Bills is going to win, but I'm really yeah. not sure. I want the Bills to win. And the, the Ravens. Oh, I just I want ahead. the Bills to win. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? I don't know. Um, I, we have seen the Ravens be inconsistent, but also they have a very hot winning streak, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. They've hit their stride late in the season, uh, just like the Bills they... have. Ex- <clears throat> exactly. Um, next game, the Kansas City Chiefs versus Cleveland Browns. We talked about this a little bit earlier. You are excited for this game. I am, and I've been doing some more thinking about it as well. Uh, I think the Browns might win. Really? What's that? We've seen these kind of miraculous playoff runs. Actually, three of the past four years in the AFC. In 2017, we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars make it to the AFC Championship in 2019. We saw the Tennessee Titans make it to the NFC Championship. I think this year we're going to see the Cleveland Browns make it to the NFC, the AFC Championship. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, it's not something I ever expected to say, but I, I definitely think they have a good shot at this because the Chiefs have been inconsistent. I th- they have been inconsistent at times, uh, but at the same time, I think the only ones who can beat the Chiefs are themselves, really. If if they are playing like the the way Chiefs play football, if they are playing well, I think they are probably the best team in the league. I watched a lot of um, uh, Chiefs football this season, and um, I, I I like this team. I, I they have a lot of talent, especially I on agree. offense, which you don't really see in a lot of other teams. And also they've, they've been healthy as well. They've been, I, I was, I was say they've been lucky. Yeah. With I, I as think well. their biggest hits really came from the off season. Cause although yes, they kept all of their important players, which is not something you ever see from a Super Bowl winning team. But uh, I think the big hits did come from the loss of like Damian Williams. And I think, one of their starting linemen had to go because of COVID. They opted out of the season, which I think has slowed them down a little bit, but not enough to be super worried about it. Um, even with like all that in play, though, I still 
I'm still predicting the upset. I am. Really? This that's, is this is gonna bold. be really stupid when I think... like Sunday rolls around or when this gets aired and it's gonna be like Kansas City Chiefs forty five, yeah. Browns negative two or something. Just just a quick thing. We are recording this on Friday the fifteenth yes. uh, of January. So the divisional rounds has not happened yet. So uh it starts tomorrow. It's gonna be very interesting to see how, how these Oh not well. Go. We're gonna get them all wrong, hundred <laughs> percent. Probably. Um, the final divisional round game is the Saints versus Bucks. We got Drew Brees the versus Boomer Tom Bowl. Brady. 41 <laughs> versus Brady. Brady wins. Yeah. You think yes, Brady, Tom will, Brady will win? Brees is getting kind of old. I, the Bucks defense is good enough. Brady wins. Yeah. No, I'm also, I also wasn't very impressed with what I saw against the Bears in the wildcard yeah. rounds. Uh, they did their job. I don't think their job I is going like, to be enough to beat Brady because it's Tom. It's Tom yeah. Brady. I feel like the the Bucks maybe could improve on their defense a little bit. Um, I wasn't super impressed with their defense as well against yeah. the football team. But if they if they can improve a little bit on their defense and Tom Brady just doing Tom Brady things, then I think this is a mm-hmm. win for the Bucks as well. Yeah, I mean, I I think. At the beginning of the season, they had the best defense in the league, and it kind of tampered off. Uh, and but it got picked up by the offense. The defense still isn't bad; they've still got some good solids. I can't think of any names right now, unfortunately, but their offense is fast ride. And unfortunately, Brady's on route for number seven. It's also oh, like you don't like that. I love it. Who doesn't want to see Brady win a seventh Super Bowl <laughs> ring out of 20 years of playing? Not like it's ever getting <laughs> boring seeing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl getting bailed out by the refs. Never. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Um, I think we should move on to the championship round. In the AFC Championship game, I have the Bills versus the Chiefs. I believe you said the Browns yeah. were going to upset the Chiefs. Do you want to talk about if if Browns were to beat the Chiefs, what do you think would happen in a, in a Bills versus I think Browns? If the Browns beat AFC the Chiefs, game? they're going to get like their heads pushed in by the Bills. I think the Bills clean house. If it's the Ravens, I think same thing happens. I think it'll be closer if it's the Ravens. Because I think the Browns stack up a little bit better against that because they have Miles Garrett, the second or third best pass rusher in the league. It, he can put a lot of pressure on Lamar and track him down a lot easier. Uh, but I, I think either way, Bills or Ravens wins this and heads to the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh I wrote down in my notes, I said Chiefs were going to win this. I don't know why, to be honest with you. I just feel like uh, I just feel like they have the better team. And when everyone shows up, I think, like I said, said before, I think they're I probably the best team in the league. Um, so, in the Bills versus Chiefs game, I think it's going to be close. I definitely don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think the Chiefs will pull it off and head to mm-hmm. the I Super Bowl I think if the again. Chiefs get the first win in the divisional round, then it's over. If the Browns don't get this win right now, the Chiefs are winning another Super Bowl. For the NFC Championship game, 
Uh, I have the Buccaneers versus the Packers. I think, I think we so, both yeah. agreed on that. Okay, <sighs> how do you see this one? This one going if if this is the this is Boomer Bowl too game. because Aaron Rodgers is thirty seven and Brady is forty three. Exactly. That's yeah, another that's another matchup. historic one. I don't know. I I genuinely don't know how this game would go. I. I I feel like it's going to come down to yeah. the defense. Almost. Gut instinct says Packers easy should be, but then also just what's the saying? Never count out Tom Brady or no, never count out Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. I, it's exactly. Um, I wrote down Packers yeah. just because why not? Um, but Honestly, it's it is also a very fifty fifty. I don't. Know I think logically would, the would Packers, go. but realistically the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, playoff. It's Tom playoff Brady. Tom Brady. There's regular season Tom Brady who takes their team but uh, to the playoffs. He does it just enough to get them there, but then once the playoffs start, it's like he wakes up. He evolves. Exactly. But he has seventy five touchdown passes um, in the playoffs. Which is more than a lot of quarterbacks have yeah. throughout their entire career. That's just one little <laughs> fact. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I think that says a lot about Tom Brady. How old he is? Um, and for this, <laughs> yeah, that, but also how mm. good he is. The Super Bowl. This is gonna be 50... Super Bowl Fifty Five, I believe. Yeah, Fifty Five. Uh, I have the Kansas City Chiefs oh, versus the Green Bay Packers. Again, I'm going. I'm gonna say Packers versus Bills. Okay, that's that's fine enough. Um, if the Kansas City were to play Packers again, I don't know how that would go. I think it'd be a good game. Um, And I actually think Packers would win that. Uh, Ah, no, I don't. I think the Chiefs would win that. It's the it's the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Tyler, or Tyreek Hill. It's it's the Chiefs. Yeah, I I I feel like the Chiefs just have. They've shaken off the playoff Um, jitters that you get from being young. I think they go for the two peat. Okay. What about if the Bills beat the Chiefs in the AFC <sighs> Championship game, or if the Bills go through? I don't know. I I think I think it'd be a shootout. I don't think defense would have much play on that because you get the matchup of Tre'Davious White versus uh, Devontae Adams, and then you'd also get Jair Alexander versus Stefan Diggs. And while, yeah, those are two great cornerbacks, the wide receivers, I think, are just better. And it's, it's hard to scheme for anything like that. Okay. I think the Packers might have a slight advantage because their running game is a bit more developed than the Bills is. Aaron Rodgers also has more, a lot more experience in the playoffs, so I think that maybe Packers take that one away. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I agree. I think experience may have something to, to do. Yeah. In, in I'm going to eat like my that. words for all of this. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to to talk about this and listen to this podcast again when uh, when the playoffs is over and yeah. we see, see okay. your wins. No, I'm not about to wrap it up. Do you? Oh, I just got a question do for you. Have you. Any final thoughts? What if the Super Bowl game came down to Buccaneers versus Browns? Oh dear. <laughs> um, I think. Just because it's Tom Brady, I think oh, I'm Tom just Brady saying. Will win Browns that. have never won a Super Bowl. The Bucks haven't been to the playoffs in 18 years. Would that not be something for the ages? 
that would be something for the ages, and that, I don't think that would be a bad game at all. Actually, I agree. I think it'd be a pretty dang good um, game. But <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but if it happens, it, it's going to be a great game. All right. Uh, well, I think that's all the time we have for today, then. Uh, Ian, thank you so much for joining me. It thank was, you for uh, having me. It was awesome being on here. All right. So that is what Ina and I talked about. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Sports Talk with Emil. If you enjoyed, remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, stay safe, guys.